You're listening to the Jai and Ollie podcast with me, Oliver Holmes, and the self-proclaimed postman, Jai Hitchcock. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, tonight's show is sponsored once again by DMP Fabrications, Solo Sheeting Limited. For any inquiries, for any... Uh, by the way, they these companies have just put the new roof and sheeting on uh, the Edinley Stadium, new Edinley Sands Stadium, so, you know, fair old fair Oh, old they've done a bloody one. good done, job. Yeah, done a great job. Mm. Um, got rid of all this that sat behind us. This is old North Standard on seats, but anyway. Uh, so get in, if you've got any inquiries, email them on info at dpfabrications.com. Um, right, let's get into it. We've got tonight self-proclaimed toughest man in rugby league, one ball, Paul. Uh, Mr. Paul Ward, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Self-proclaimed. It's not self-proclaimed, yeah, you it's, know that. Well, he sent me about four articles of uh, global news, you know, saying he is the toughest man in sport. Well, well, we can discuss it a bit later. Yeah, 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 we'll get into it. It's it's intense, isn't it, really? So, anyway, a bit of a congrats on the show uh, to Jai for second kid. Oh, yeah. He's forgot about that for a second. So the kid, another kid. Little five-day-old girl, yeah. No, nah, so I haven't... I've got, got to apologise. mate, on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd have got him this week. We've got um, a little joke when we pull away, but... Yeah, uh, cheers. So I haven't watched much footy, so I've got to apologise there because I'm not going to know what I'm talking about. But um, I did get a, catch a couple of games, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it. But yeah, uh, she actually had a tongue tie, which is because of me, uh, genetic. But um, it's got snipped today. It's, oh, it's a painful thing to watch. But anyway. How did she take it? Oh, yeah, she took it like a champ. Took it like an old man. No, I would have been squealing. <laughs> yeah, you worst man, worst man. If you've ever, have you ever seen him on a on a on a treatment bed in a physio room? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, our, our physio Matt Crowver says that he's is the is the worst person ever to treat on a physio table because he's that soft and pathetic. He just cries, can't yeah. handle the pain of being manipulated or all yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's good to be here anyway. So, <laughs> like... <laughs> right, anyway, we'll, we'll get straight into results. We'll whiz, we'll whiz through these. Now. First one, London ten, Salford thirty. Uh, have you seen any of it? Any I of it? caught the highlights. Um, I expected that. I expected. Yeah, look. Well, you didn't expect it because I think you wanted uh, London in predictions. No, I we went Salford. Did. No, we all went London. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good start. Anyway, have you seen any of it, Woody? Seen the result. I was at the Warrington game. Um, Warrington... Um, had a good win at the weekend. Yeah, so that finished fifty nineteen. Warrington, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, spanked. Uh, yeah. yeah, Blake Austin show again. Pretty much first mm. half, um, they they weren't that good. They, they went in nineteen twelve yeah, on the field yeah, at half time. Yeah, yeah, they looked really impressive, and then they just come out and destroyed on Warrington. So Steve Price must have put a bit of a rocket up the yeah. sides. And I think um, I think Blake Austin's only played one poor game, and geez, they're out in numbers as well. Well, that game Pitchforks at the ready game won it. They were a little bit yeah. off in that sense. But one off full, game. Full team war, really. One off game, and they were like, ah, oh, I don't know if he's for us. I don't know. I'm in an iron, and yeah, look, he's killing it. I think that left uh, that left foot step's just absolutely ruining Folk at minute. Yeah. Mm. He, he's done it. He's both tries that he scored left foot step straight through full back, and then second time he'd done, done a front line defender. He's got a pretty deceptive dummy on him as well, which seems to be fooling almost everyone. The he's, thing what gets me with him is he's, he's, a, he's big yeah. as well. Yeah, he's, yeah, not, yeah. he's not a little half back. He's pretty big, so he could he won't look out to play his playing back though or, no. or nah, loose forward. That's it. You know? one, one thing that I noticed when we played him at their place <clears> earlier this year, or playing, obviously, because I don't play these days. Um, but he, he manhandled Je- our back row of Jesse Tennant affair when, mm. obviously, Jesse's quite an aggressive runner. He's quite, he's quite hard to handle when he's got the ball, but um, he, he hardly made any yards and Austin was just in his face, just throwing him about, and I've just gone, well, you know, usually say spot on, spot on half back up. If I'd have been left side back row that day, I'd have been running up back row rather than him. <laughs> so I think he's the full... Full package of a of a standoff at the minute. Yeah, I tipped him at um, Man of Steel start of the season. Looking good. Yeah, well, he's, according to where uh, Joe's writing, I mean, look at look at the writing on that. What do you reckon, to that Jay? I reckon you need to go back to school, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so on that on Man of Steel um, standings, Blake Austin sitting at top on eighteen points. Fafita is on fifteen. I think that's a five, uh, and Rob is on fourteen. So he, he's. He's there after God knows well, what round are we in now? Twelve. Roby picked up all his points early. Hasn't picked up a point since, has he? Well, he's, he's been missing a few. The rest of him a couple of times that this year. That yeah. Smith's coming. He's done a good job. He didn't um, play at the weekend, did he? No. Oh, yeah. Well, so, that yeah. we'll we'll move on to that Saints game. So Saints winning 50-14 against Catalan. 
Right, so missing from their starting lineup here, you've got Lachlan Coote, Tommy Makinson, Johnny Lomax, James Roby, Luke Thompson, Mark Percival, Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook, and Morgan Knowles. All missing. Yeah, and I sort of bigged them up the other week and said, you know, they've pretty much, they've been really lucky to keep a 1 to 17 basically since the start of the season, give or take one or two players here or there. And they were looking red hot. And look, they've just played basically a reserve grade side and absolutely spanked Catalan. So, look, can anyone beat them? What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I w again, I went to the Warrington match when they played Saints at Saints ground and they dominated Warrington. Yeah. Uh, Warrington weren't at the best, but... That uh, red card as well. Uh, yeah, the well, oh, the yellow, yellow card, card. Yellow, yellow card. card, yeah. But um, Knowles is the one for me. Yeah. He is... I know he gets a lot of praise now by his coach, but he's like an unsung hero, really, from mm. from a, a spectator's point of view. He's not like a Ben Berber or a James yeah. Robbie. He's he took is. over from what John Wilkin used to do in his prime, hasn't yeah. he, really? Yeah, he's, uh, he's just a tough, tough lad, and he's one of them players who had a good night team. And he yeah, they've got a few tough... That Lees is, is quite Matty tough. Lees, yeah, he's as well. just got no self-preservation. Thompson, Thompson's... Thompson, I think he's... Yeah. I think he sort of well he doesn't float along under the radar but I think he's one of the best front rowers in the game mate. I think he's done his ankle pretty bad though I don't know how long he's out for yeah, but he, he come off over East. Yeah. is that what it is six weeks that's what I've been told yeah but I think with um, with the Saints pack is that they have got those tough forwards and they're all mobile as well yeah. they're, they're pretty fit lads they're not they're not really carrying much size are they? I know Louis McCarthy's he's only sort of warm so he was, he was, yeah. but he's playing big minutes at the minute anyway yeah. just um, getting a few messages about regarding the volume a bit low just when you you can basically speak right into it, get right over it. Nice, mate. There you go. Um, do you think right? So we've seen Saints now using outside like sort of the first nineteen man squad. Do you think having all them young players come in and play so well? Do you reckon that's a result of having a good reserve set up? Because there's not a lot of teams. Well, there's a few teams in in and around Super League and Championship that've actually got a reserve set up, and I think this is now the benefit of what they've got for having a reserves. Yeah, I mean, Bradford's another one. Bradford's got some quality reserves. I think we've got from uh, academy reserves and a 35-man first team, I think there's 100-and-something players. And um, you only had to see in the headlines the other week, uh, they've sold uh, young Ollie Wilson for, for 100 grand to Huddersfield. So, um, look, that's massive coin for someone that hasn't played a single game of championship and only played one league, one game. That's crazy, crazy money. Um, I think that's a bit of a stupid... Well, payments. What, I don't... look, that's the thing. Bradford supporters are saying, you know, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And it's like, why wouldn't you do that? Either that or he waits out his contract and a Super League offers him... Oh, more... no, I'm on about from Huddersfield's point of view. Why oh. would you spend 100 grand on an unproven player? Well, you only have to look at um, Lewis Johnson. Uh, the, I think Warrington, Warrington, Warrington played 50k for him. He's yeah. playing for Rochdale. He's gone. He's he's well, gone double the double. But he's not even at Warrington anymore. So well, he's on loan at Witness. No, he went to Witness. And Witness have um, terminated that because of all that stuff. That's when. They, oh yeah. Yeah. So he's just at Rochdale now. So that fifty grand, you know, you got to. Well, they're putting money into a player either, but I just think hundred grand's a bit mad. I think mm. it's a bit crazy. Look, I got nothing. I think he's a great young prospect, but that that's crazy for an unproven yeah. front row. But he is quality. I t I'll tell you that. Uh, what else have we got to just on that London Salford game Jackson Hastings right I've, I've been out I've been on fence with Jackson Hastings for a while now they beat him up when he came over and yet he played well but he played well in middle eights one sort of playing again proper informed Super League teams now I think he's, he's proved, proved to me anyway that he's a, he's a top class player and he's out of contract this year do you think he'll stay do think he'll stay well, from what he's saying on social media, he loves it at Salford, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, he does. I just love players who come over here and do the things on the pitch and off the pitch. You know, he does yeah, like so a lot of community work. And he's, yeah, like yourself. <laughs> and, uh, you know, going back to Blake Austin, he does it at Warrington. So I, yeah. I love the complete uh, package on and off the field. And he seems to be enjoying it over here, but whether whether he stays or not, I don't yeah, know. You don't... Really signed for a, uh, you know... You don't really get that in Australia. You don't get the... Unless you're Billy Slater or, you know, 
a, a massive player. You don't really get that, but I, I, I do like that how players come over here and they're really embraced by the fans. They're like you mm. know, it's, it's almost like a family at some stage when you get to that. Like Blake Austin's, I think he's organising um, kids touch football sessions yeah, just off his own yeah. bat down at the park. And but I think that as well. <clears throat> if you come over as an Aussie and you, it, that helps you if you embrace like the English culture and sort yeah. of mingle with the fans and if you sort of come over here and you're like oh, England shit yeah, they then, can quickly you know and you have a bit you. of whinge yeah. in the morning if your off field life is, is pants then you generally your, your performance is on the field or so we'll talk about people away from rugby Jesse Sinofeo um, he's constantly doing stuff in community. He's always out at sponsors, like just going round off his own back. Um, it kind of annoys me a little bit because. Well, he, he was. They were baking. His his partner was baking cakes. Well, this is and why we're banana doing breads. It. Yeah. And Cass fans were showing up to his house, and he was inviting <laughs> him in for dinner. <laughs> this is why you were eating homemade That's how much of a weirdo. I think he's just a proper weirdo. So he thought he was doing well with the cakes, but really he was just. Giving them free dinner. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, he won. They were paying for dinner, basically. Yeah. Out, so he's just running a business at cost. Yeah. <laughs> Not making any profit. All, all round good guy, just running a cost business. Beautiful. Missus just baking kitchen to pieces just to, for no money, <laughs> just for, just for random cast fans company in house. <laughs> I'm lucky, mate. If my missus cooks me one meal, never mind like the street. Well, so. yeah, I'm exactly the same. Alas, cannot. Cook. No, my missus. In fact, Bert. she's cooking tonight and she's doing a salad. And if she messes up a salad, I'll be amazed. In fact, I'll be amazed if she didn't. My, you know, my missus uh, once burnt toast standing over the toaster. <laughs> Do you know what she did? You know when you clean the uh, clean the knobs. That's just yeah, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so she spun. The, nah. Come on, yeah. So she so turned, she spun yeah. the knob, yeah, and. Um, <laughs> I'm a child, um, yeah. And she's turned the 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 minutes right up, and she's whacked the toast in, and she stood over it, and she, oh, like, mate, I walked out, and the place looked like it was on fire. The, I, yeah, I had to get all smoked. Me and the young fella had to get low to survive, just crawling towards <laughs> yeah, the door yeah, for smoking. Yeah. Tell him and young fella got the same height. <laughs> I was gonna say you you didn't have to go on your knees, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you just walked straight through. under. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Right, so yeah, Jackson Aston's on that. Wigan, Wigan Cass, we can. T- right, horrendous conditions over in Wigan. Uh, game, not much for fancy rugby in, in, in terms of attack. With the one try, Sam Powell from dummy half. Uh, a game for good defence. It's easier to defend in wet weather. Um, we've got 10 senior players missing. They had a couple missing, but game could have swung either way. We could have won, but. Yeah, a little, little post-Easter hangover for me. It was, you know, no one really looked like scoring. No one was a real threat there was a barge over from Wigan um, which is probably unlucky to concede uh, I, I kind of enjoyed the arm wrestle in the yeah. beginning but look that quickly got pretty boring and I, and I know Wigan uh, gets really that really slippery pitch and, and it wasn't good conditions there's a fair bit of wind by all accounts as well um, yeah <clears throat> look, that, that sort of ties back into the post Easter like do we do we really need that Easter period what, what's your thoughts you probably have played in a fair few Easter period games yeah do you know what? I didn't mind the Easter period. It's not the actual two games. Uh, that's what I, well, my personal opinion, I didn't find the two games difficult in the four days. It's sort of the aftermath of yeah. the weeks after, yeah. But I, I was I was saying the other week, someone said, what do you think of the Easter period? I said, I love it. You, you don't train. You just come <laughs> and have a recovery <laughs> session and you play. You, you're best paid to play, you know. Yeah. So yeah. If you didn't have to train, it's a great life, isn't it? I tell you, yeah. I tell you who... The East period is good for young lads who get appearance money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, young lads who are getting 500 or 750 yeah. quid a game and they're going to Easter if, if they play Easter. Yeah, so with is. us, we've had like Jack, young Jackson O'Neill's well. been playing. If he gets bonuses, which I think he does, <laughs> April payday is going to Straight into a bank holiday. Yeah. But he do not drink, holiday. does he? So. No. I don't know. How much are waters these days? <sighs> More expensive Scandalous. than alcohol in some yeah. bars now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Ibiza. Um, yeah, we're not there. Uh, Ull FC 30, Wakey 40. Um, all young lads doing the part, I think, at minute for uh, for all Wakey struggling with injuries. I think that's now taking a toll on it for me. Yeah, well, Kenny Binns has got in touch. I said, question, what do you think of Hull FC making third with up to 16 injuries? I don't understand. I don't understand what the third thing is, but I know... They're in third in table. Are they? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So the, right, they've 
proper creeps under radar getting there. Wow. So. Yeah, mate, that's impressive. I mean, they're probably going to do use next week as well in the Challenge Cup, two years later. <laughs> so, uh, we always draw all away in Challenge Cup. Yeah. Just do. And, and they, they do use. They're, they're, they're good in Cup. Well, they've done us each time we've been there. Uh, hopefully it's a bit different this time, but, you know, we're struggling with injuries. But we've got Chase Blair over now. Yeah, but Not you've lost been... Shenny. You've lost your captain. We have. You've got Chase Blair. Paul McShane's standing captain. Is he? You wear it with pride. Is there a bit of bitterness here from Jay with Castleford or what? No. Is there a bit of bitterness? (laughs) (laughs) No. I love the place. I'm going to watch the game on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not bitter. With his Warrington shirt on. Had to give an arm and a leg. (laughs) (laughs) Had to give an arm and a leg for a ticket, but um, (laughs) yeah. Ex-players, eh? Look after him. Leeds 28, OKR 24. Leeds 20 nil up uh, just after half-time. They're... So Leeds 28 unanswered points, OKR 24 unanswered points. I think these team, two teams are in a bit of trouble, mate. Yeah, I don't know if that's great for Leeds or bad. Uh, look, I thought I was watching all the Leeds tries first when I watched the highlights. I thought I was watching all the Leeds tries, then it showed the KR tries until I realised that, yeah, they scored 28 unanswered points followed by 24 unanswered points the other direction. And KR looked terrible in the first half that uh sorry let me get me bearings uh left edge mm. i don't know it depends what you're gonna say he's shocking <laughs> their left edge was shocking in defense um yeah so did, you watch, did you watch it would no i didn't i've seen a couple of clips uh, i've seen the chase back by ryan shaw where he, he stopped one of the leads yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah just lobbed him he's, into he's, no, yeah. he's no slouch either that young fellow he's, he's yeah. pretty quick he's got some good feet on him too um yeah, no, it was a great, great... I used coach Ryan Shaw in the 16 scholarship at Warrington, so when players do that, who I use coach, I always take the credit. That's take credit, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always yeah, yeah. I taught him that. <laughs> yeah. 100 metre chase Good back. to see you were listening, yeah. <laughs> effort on effort and all that stuff. Right, that's, um, that's the uh, fixtures of last week gone through. I think on the prediction table, you got three, I got four. My book's over there somewhere, so I think I'm too cleared above you now. Yeah, not for long. Not for long. Still behind me. Anyway, we'll go on to a bit about you now, Woody. So the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. We'll go on to. Right, we do get your appearances off Wikipedia every year, and mm. well, every week off everybody who's come, and not once has it been right. So mm. it's probably not going to be right again. But from 1999, making your debut at Warrington, I'm guessing. Yeah. 99. Yeah, well, I signed for Warrington in 99. I actually made my, f- my first team debut in 2000. Right. Was that before or after the moon landing? Uh, just before. <laughs> just before. It was black and white. Yeah. Black and white TV. <laughs> the old... Funnily enough, I've, my, my grandma, I went to my grandma's at the weekend. She she's uh, she just applied for a bungalow. She's getting too old now to get up the stairs. And she said, come and pick your stuff up. And there was VHS tapes from my early career. You know what I mean? So my my lad looked at them and didn't even know what they was. He's never seen a VHS and I'm yeah. like that. That's proper makes me sound old, you know. Oh, I well, used to have I used to have the um remember the phone where you put your finger in it, yeah, rewind, yeah, pull it yeah, rewind, yeah. Just suck it back. Yeah, yeah take well, fifteen, take just, fifteen minutes. Lucky you're not calling the ambulance because mm. wouldn't make it. Just to make you feel a little bit older, in 1999, I'd have been um, seven. <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah, I would. I was born in '92, me. Oh, it's double digits, me. So Ooh. I'm 30. Mean, this year? I mean, I look I'm 30 old. years old this year. I'm a very weathered-looking person. Yeah. I look like I'm about 30. Yeah, take your and cap off. I was off. seven when you made your debut. Yeah, so, yeah that does make me feel a little <laughs> bit old. <laughs> Jonesy, um, help Jonesy, mate. How are we going? Um, anyway, so 1999 to 2014, you played at Warrington. 339 games, apparently, and 50 tries. Yeah, yeah, not 50. bad. Fifty tries for props, not bad, is it? Half century, mate. Nothing I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. <laughs> back Fifty right. tries. You cleaned up a lot of mess. No, mate. I set, I set ninety percent of Warrington's tries up when yeah. I was there and scored fifty of them. Yeah, so it's not too bad. Yeah. Key we'll, influencer. We'll agree to disagree, <laughs> but um, I haven't seen. I it. set you up for a few DI at yeah, Fenister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so going through your what time at Warrington, <laughs> do you reckon? I mean, I've got, I've got a question. Do you reckon that? core of players that you had when you went back to back challenge cups do you reckon that's the best Warrington team that's been for a long long time apart from maybe the current squad because yeah, in, yeah. You, you'd have been playing with the likes of Morley mm. uh, Lee Brazier had have been at his prime you'd yeah. have had Joel and uh, Michael Monan mm. um, who was better Joel or Michael 
on field or off field. Oh, I know the well, answer. That's too completed. Yeah. We know the off field, Joel, hundred percent off field. Now, um, do you know what they were? They were both. They both had really good stints at Warrington. Yeah. Um, Joel's try scoring record was phenomenal, but Mona's just They're two different people. Like, oh, they're completely. You won't think they were brothers. Yeah, you just won't bizarre. think they were brothers. They must have a different dad or something. I don't know. <laughs> like Joel's six foot two, makes about five foot nothing. Yeah. and uh, just completely different personalities uh, I got on w well with them both and uh, Mick was a big influence at Warrington he was sort of the catalyst behind a lot of the change and the way that we played the game and uh, Mick did a lot of I won't say coaching, but he he was um, you know would speak up a lot. Yeah, he yeah. would he, he would have a big influence in video sessions, yeah. and he would put things forward to to Tony Smith. And Tony Smith didn't always agree with it, but a lot of the time he, he did. And you know, Mick would he was very smart. Um, how he used to think about about the game when we was doing videos. And yeah, I think he's the it. assistant coach at uh, Manly now. <coughs> is he at Manly um, now? Yeah, yeah, I, I think he is. Is he not at Catalan no more? No, no, no. no, no, no. Um, Toby Griffiths has got in touch. And said Paul. Uh, do you have any current involvement at Warrington? Nah, all I do is uh, match days, I do some commercial stuff. So I, I walk around the boxes with uh, one of the players. You're on not the, the wire flyer then? No, no, I'm not the wire flyer. No, <laughs> no. If I was it, mate, I'd need a Lambretta. Are you, are you that second fast. in line though? If, 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 pulls if he pulls out, yeah, I think I've. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but now he's uh, I'm definitely not him uh, I don't think it's an ex-player neither uh, everyone keeps asking me I don't Kev, actually not, not Kev Penny no nah, it's not Kev I, Penny I, I did, yeah I think nah. they've just said I don't care who it is I've, 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 I've issued an open challenge if you're going to keep taking on these just half-assed yeah he's someone who's had 10 pints of lager and like comes on at half time and just staggers right pitch you see, I'd yeah. probably beat him I'm just let's go off scratch and I'll thrash you <laughs> And put an end to hey, it. He's quick. Have you seen him in person? He's yeah. quick, isn't it? Yeah, he yeah, is quick. But when we played him away, I, he can shift over hundred. Mm. I mean, coming back, that's that's a different story. Fatigue and lactic starts to set in. Oh, fatigue starts setting. Yeah, you're yeah. a fast twitch, mate. You were yeah, going two hundred meters. Anything over fifty, I'd back you, but yeah. not the two hundred. We'll see how we go. <laughs> he's lost. He has lost. He lost oh, he his lost. second yeah, race yeah, or something. Yeah. But yeah. he had a forty meter head start. But it was an accountant he was racing, so. <laughs> so some accountants are in good nick, mate. No, mate, they're, they're pen pushing, desk job. Desk jockey. Oh, Speaking, no, my accountant. DJ. Look after you, mate. <laughs> Look after um, yourself. So do you reckon then, back then, that team was probably the best team you ever played in? That that core of players around them challenged good victories? Oh, yeah, I mean, certainly the best team I've played in um, was, was that from... I think from Tony Smith coming in uh, 2009 up until me leaving, the, you know, it's, it was there was always good Warrington squads and um, yeah, we had we had some good players and I don't know about the answer. Would it be the current um, squad? Well, I think the only way you'd find that out is if 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 the current squad go on to win something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they haven't. They I've haven't tipped Warrington to win two of three trophies, and I still think they yeah. can do that if they get it right and I think it's going to be against Saints on the night mm -hmm. um, depending on which trophies it is but yeah look I've, you think you think that side was better than the Fev side 2015? Um, <laughs> I'm not too sure but I always have a, I always have a bit of banter with some of the players and answer you still not won a trophy since I've left boys you know what I mean so yeah. until they win a trophy that squad that, that I played in is always going to be better yeah. than the current so but the they are a quality team and um, I'm just really happy that when I watch that team now, people like Joe Philbin, Mike Cooper, young who were young lads at yeah, the time, yeah, yeah. are coming through and like really dominating and having a, a presence. They're not just squad players, they're actually big influences in that, that yeah. squad. And I just think, um, you know, they add a lot of value. It's just good to see the young lads coming through. I, I really like that. How's... Cooper not getting in uh, England. England. That's uh, what's happening there. That's a mystery for me. He's he's I Warrington's think he's been best player. Than me, uh, well, I, I said it on. I mean, Hill is a quality player. Yeah. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But if, if we're picking team on form, I I was yeah. actually at the game and someone asked me this question uh, on Sunday and I said. Uh, for me, Mike Cooper's been better than Illy this this year. Mike Cooper were Warrington's player of the year and plays player last year. Yeah. So obviously he's 
his, his players, his teammates and, and the coaches rate him. So, But yeah, I've always seen a lot of potential in Mike Cooper from a young age. He was bigged up as a young lad in the academy. Yeah. Um, going to the NRLs obviously helped him, but he's he's um, immense for Warrington. He, he's probably one of the players that goes unnoticed, I think, yeah. by fans. He does it, the tough stuff, but he's a tough lad as well. He never, yeah. he, won't, he won't back down from anybody, so... It's strange how... You teach him that as well. Yeah, no, no, I didn't teach him. <laughs> we had a... He, he loves his boxing, Mike Cooper, and yeah. uh, he, obviously a young, bit younger than me, but we had a, a spurring match once in uh, the old Warrington gym below Wilderspool, and he, 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 he boxed me head off. Did he? But yeah, yeah, he's, he's a really good boxer, yeah. He just kept hitting me with this jab. I was just, like, walking into it. It's like seeing from all Simpsons when Homer Simpson <laughs> does that boxing. Um, so, yeah, he just absolutely annihilated me. Well, he's... Like, you've never played against... I've played against him a few times. I hate him on the pitch yeah I cannot stand him mouthing <laughs> off all the time I, like he's a bit fat in here like, not that I can say oh, I'm the <laughs> fattest in England squad apparently but um, like he's a bit right fat I look at him and, he, and it just annoys me that he's like just abusing folk but you can't get hold of him because if you go up and hit him he's got that late footwork he's yeah. got an offload he's mm. difficult to tackle he's yeah, he's a smart player. He's a, yeah. he's a smart four four. Like I say, he's got the footwork. He's got the passing game. He's got the aggression. He's got everything. So um, yeah, he's, he's for me. He's quality. He should be in the England squad for yeah, me. Hundred percent. So and if um, you're listening, Wayne Bennett, get him in that England squad. Get, yeah, I will kick your door down. Well. He goes Does to bed he? early. Yeah. yeah, he goes to bed early though. Uh, he catches it up next day. Uh, speaking of uh, f- uh, f- fight records, I think you're probably going to be the only guest with a with a worse fight record than me. And my fight record is currently standing at. 12 and 0 12 and 0 12 fights zero wins yeah um, well I often say I had 40, 49 fights 49 knockouts and then I won one yeah. so that's that's <laughs> that's my record you know well now, one, uh, one thing that did just come to my mind then was when you were fighting at, uh, at Caswick yeah. Goldrick that was a bit of a have you ever seen, yeah, like seen the, it, that seen five it. minute period of that yeah. game where Ben Westwood gets dropped by is it Gravian? yeah um, and then about two sets later you end up Scrapping with gold. <laughs> well, yeah. is this is this this could lead to one of the questions we've got? Um, the question come through from uh, one Joel Monahan. Yeah. Ask him about the time he was knocked out twice in the same day by the same person, once on the field and once later on. <laughs> no, that's elaborate. well, it's a little bit different than that. There's <laughs> <laughs> two sides to every story. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So basically, what happened was um, that the, the whole incident went off at Castleford. Um, Gravione. Uh, slapped Ben Westwood or did more than slap him and he just knocked him clean yeah, yeah. Um, so Ben Westwood got dropped uh, Graveyarni got Simbin Ben Westwood got Simbin as well so I was a little bit frustrated we was getting beat it was absolutely we played absolutely shocking this was uh, over the bank holiday weekend and um, I just got frustrated and I flopped on Ryan McGoldrick and he got up and said something and I threw like two of the worst punches I've ever thrown <laughs> in my life and then I got held back, obviously. If you've seen the clip, and <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. few uppercuts going in, I got I got levered. Uh, cut a long story short, um, I saw Graviani out uh, one, one evening, uh, and I, I'm like really good friends with Ben Westwood, so I, I said to him, "Listen, I said, don't you ever hit my mate again." And then he hit me with three punches, and then <laughs> <laughs> I just remember waking up. So uh, yeah, it was a bit of a bad experience. I got dropped by a Goldie, and then got dropped by Graviani. So. <laughs> Not not a, a very good fight record. I don't think it'd have been the smartest move going up to Graveyard, seeing him drop Ben Westwood, <laughs> yeah. and then going up to him going, "Hey, help!" <laughs> and then just getting filled in again. Yeah, because yeah. I can remember him being absolutely massive, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a big, big, strong lad. But uh, I mean, obviously, we we, we made friends afterwards. Uh, <laughs> Benny, Benny Westwood's face hasn't really recovered from that either. <laughs> I, I don't think he's ever recovered from birth. <laughs> I think his brother Joe's exactly the same. Do you know what? Joe? Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what? I, me and Benny, we live next door to each other for a couple of years. And, and at the time, we was living together. Uh, uh, sorry, next door to each other. And the, the amount of pain he was in for months after. And he had a big, like, it looked like an abscess on his uh, on his mouth after that, and he had it for a good couple of months, and he was he was destroyed, absolutely <laughs> destroyed after it. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, I won't like second. Jay knocks himself out, so can you imagine him getting? I didn't knock myself out. I put myself on the canvas for maybe a three count max. I'd <laughs> see. We tell this story. He's turned into telling this story. I misjudged. I misjudged the closeness. I was doing a bit of shadow boxing, and I misjudged the distance. <laughs> Clipped myself, and Jesus, I got a good left hand. I turned <laughs> um, right. Listen, we've got another person that's written. Um, so this is from the Warrington days, obviously. Uh, 
Right, uh, this is what this is how the story goes. Was watching Woody get weighed before a game one time. And the conditioner <laughs> <laughs> and the conditioner has uh, checked his weight and said, "Right, Woody, take your clothes off, so it's done correctly, and we can figure out your hydration, your loss of water, and whatnot." So Woody gets his kit off. He jumps back on the scales. The conditioner looks at it weight and says, "Yeah, it's exactly the same." Woody's looked at it and seemed a bit confused. And the conditioner <laughs> says, "Woody." You've got your clothes under your armpit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a true story. But I panicked a bit because I was getting weighed and I had my clothes on and they went, oh, we want a true body weight. Take all your clothes off. So I went, oh, I saw two everything off and I was I was like naked. And then Tony Smith walked in change rooms and I thought, she's going to think I'm taking piss here. Like, just stood on here naked. <laughs> so what I did is I grabbed my clothes and then weighed myself and held them there. And um, it, obviously it was the exact same weight. So then the lad's like, oh, t- you've got to move your clothes. But I was actually just hiding myself like, like my privates because I thought if Tony comes in and sees me naked stood on the scales like he's probably going to think I'm taking piss and it was about 10 minutes before I was going out warming up I was playing <laughs> playing Bradford at the time actually so we're probably going back about nine years here oh. speaking about hiding your privates um, we'll go on about the elephant or in the missing room. them or missing yeah, <laughs> missing a couple of privates um, talk, talk obviously so it would yeah let's I've not heard the full obviously you, you hear about it but Let's hear it from the horses, man. So it's grand final, 2012, I believe. Yeah, 2012, Ooh, yeah. Playing? Uh, Leeds, Leeds Rhinos, yeah. Uh, talk us through the incident then. Uh, yeah, well, we, we started the second half. Uh, they kicked off, I think. Someone took a carry. I, I called for the ball. Um, took the ball in and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Callum Watkins. His knee came up in the tackle and, and it just whacked me straight in the nuts. I felt it straight away. Uh, played the ball. And then just took a knee and physio came on and said, what's up? I said, oh, I've just been hitting in the balls, basically. And uh, he's like trying to put this sponge on it. I'm like, just get off, get off. Magic <laughs> sponge not going to yeah, work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. You know what I mean? That's physios for you, isn't it, John? Magic sponge. <laughs> that'll work. just said, listen, mate, it's a bit more serious than that. <laughs> but yeah, and he said, are you all right? And I said, yeah. And then kept coming on every couple of minutes. Are you okay? You keep putting your hand down there. I said, I'm all right, I'm all right. I don't want to come off. And, uh, and and eventually I just ended up getting to like 25 minutes of playing with it and then uh, I, I came off the field and I was I was in a lot of pain without trying to you know big myself up I was in a lot of pain and I sat down on the bench and Adrian Morley was off at the time and I said hey Moz I said I think I've got something up here and I showed him it and he said no you've definitely got something up he said <laughs> you ain't going back on with that and it was like the size of a tennis ball and um, anyway I, di- I didn't go back on there was about uh uh, no, yeah, I didn't go back on. There was about twenty minutes left or something like that. Fifteen minutes left, and what? Um, so you went back on? No, no, oh, sorry, I, did, I didn't go back on. Yeah. I, I played twenty-five minutes in the second half, and then I, and I think obviously on, fifteen. Minutes, yeah, that was yeah. mine done. Yeah. So, like, I'm interested in obviously blokes being blokes around <laughs> footy. You get the odd, you get the odd flick or the whack from a teammate uh, every now and then, and there's a there's a delayed. There's a really delayed, uh, delayed ache. ache. And you can sort of gauge in this short amount of time the pain you are about to be in. You know, if you get a good yeah. flick, you're like, listen, oh, like that. Yeah. I've got, a, I've got quite tight. Yeah, denim, I quite. So. <laughs> no, good. Um, but if you get a good enough one, you sort of you look around, you say, righto, boys, I'm going to have to take a knee. Is it like that? Or is it just straight up? It were painful, don't get me wrong, but I think the listen. If I were playing at the Bellevue against Wakefield that night, I would have been straight off. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it was a grand final, and it was yeah. my first grand final appearance, and we was in a good position to win the game as well. So the adrenaline did kick in, and then obviously when I've come off and I've sat down and realised the you know the the seriousness of it, um, then the pain sort of came in but I didn't go in the changing room straight away we had to do the trophy presentation go up for the losers <laughs> medals and all that clap leads like Tony Smith's like that come on let's do the amicable thing clap them off we've been beat by a better team and I'm like oh I'm struggling Bit and then insult the injury oh it, massively yeah I was I was in agony and I had then I had to watch uh, Kev Sinfield lift the the, oh. the you know you the trophy lift, watching Kev Sinfield lift a grand final trophy while you <laughs> butchered a knacker <laughs> oh but yeah Rather I quick. mean 
and when I got in the change rooms after though, I did keel over. I just got in the showers and just went bang straight down. And then Doctor uh, Chris Brooks, um, I don't know if you know Chris Brooks, Is he Wigan the Doctor. One now? Yeah, 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 Wigan yeah. Doctor, and he was the uh, England Doctor for the period. Uh, um, he still, still is. Still yeah, England, so yeah. well, I know Brooksy, and he checked me out, and and then when he checked me out, I was laying on this bed. He said straight to hospital. He said that'll come out. What? So uh, I'm a bit curious as to how this check when. So you laid on bed. Yeah, what, yeah. What's he actually doing? Yeah, he's just, he was just fumble. he was just playing with it. <laughs> and I went. I said, Doc. I said it's the other one. <laughs> 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 he said, I, I, I know that, Paul. He said, but just give us five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's been struck off now, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful what. Uh, but yeah, no, he just obviously it's, it's a straight, ex- yeah, examin- examination yeah. and he just said, look, he said, go to hospital. He said, that'll come out that. And I was uh, all the way there, I was thinking, he's being a bit dramatic here, being a bit dramatic. What was it? So it's no longer there. What's the conversation like with the, the doctor that obviously comes in and lets you know, look, mate, I'm going to whip it out. Yeah, basically. Did you, did you have said. a scan or like that? Um, yeah. Oh, no time. <laughs> no, no, I had, a, I had, a, I had an x-ray. Uh, was it an X-ray, I was, yeah, no, sorry, it was an X-ray, I'm sure it was an X-ray, and he just said it's ruptured, he said it's coming out, he said we're going to take it straight down now, so I said, so I'm definitely not... What's the not, process <laughs> when they're telling you you're going to take a knacker out? Um, well, I was just thinking I'm going to miss the end of season do. <laughs> that was going to be my next question, <laughs> did you make Mad Monday? Oh yeah, yeah, I made Mad Monday, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happened was, I missed, I missed, they all went back to the Alliwell Jones Stadium after... And obviously I missed that, so I was in hospital. And then I came out of hospital the next day, rested for a day, and then it was time for my glove then. And I think uh, someone tweeted it, didn't they, the other day, that my injury, and then said, oh, I went my glove two days later, which is true, yeah. I think that's so, a better... Were you still in pain in my... Well, no, you won't be stupid. No, pressure. no, no, no. I was when I come back. <laughs> yeah. my head, I was in a world of pain when I come back, and it was nothing to do with a knacker. It was just uh, <laughs> copious amounts of alcohol at the time, yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. So... So you're just walking around with one nut now then? How's, yeah, how's yeah. Life treating with one nut? Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's outstanding. Has it changed you? <laughs> no, no, not, not, yeah. no. Is I've, there any I've like had another kid since as well, so. You've not? I've had another kid oh, since, yeah. I would yeah. say, so it like still works. So the swimmers or, are, swimmers are really. They're still there, yeah. They're still swimming away. Medley. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, stronger stuff. than ever. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's uh, private talk uh, over. Um, so you ended up 2015 working. With this muppet over at Fev. Well, we wasn't oh. we wasn't working, was we? How did you end up coming to Fev and, and, and talk us through that? Ah, oh, well, at the time, I'm going to lean out there. Aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Nearly did an only fields and horses. I'm sure there was some at there, mate. Um, yeah, no, I had a I had a year left at my contract at Warrington, but I just um, I'd been there what 16 years and. I just said to Tony Smith, I've had, I need a change. And um, so I had a year left, but they said, oh, we'll release you if you want to go. So, so did you get released or did you get a payout? No, I got released, yeah. Oh. I didn't want anything. And um, what? at would, the time there was an you, argument. Would you take uh, back your time? If I could go back, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I wanted- I wanted that moment. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted a release from my contract, so I wasn't expecting to get yeah. anything, do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, I left and- and at the time, I, I left not having any club. And, and when I was sat in Tony's office, he said, who have you signed for? And I said, nobody. And he, and he said, bullshit. And I said, yeah. I haven't signed for anybody. I said, yeah. I'm just, I just need a change. I said, I've been here 16 years and I just I just lost my connection with, with Warrington. Um, looking back at the time, it was probably, it wasn't the actual club, it was more myself. Rugby. Yeah, right, I, I yeah. Ju- it was just... Rugby itself, I probably just needed a change from, but I was I was clinging onto it for a bit. Yeah, and um, yeah, I probably should have just retired then. But um, yeah, and, and in the end, I ended up meeting up with Andy A. And Andy A. said, "We need we need a forward if you're interested." And at the time, I, I had a gym with Mickey Iam, and um, it that was a prime opportunity for me to go part time, semi yeah. professional, train three or four times a week, yeah, and run my gym as well. So. That's how I, I come about to, um, yeah. I spoke to a couple of Super League clubs, but I just, like I say, at the time, I just thought part-time, it sounds good and 
I can run with Jim and, and do yeah, that. So. It wasn't too bad. It uh, was good. I honestly got. I, I really enjoyed my time at Featherstone. I did. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed we it. Had a good bunch of blokes. It was always good, a good laugh. Yeah, and and you know, Mark Campbell looked after me, the owner at Fev, and. Um, oh, it makes one of us. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I, I did. I, I really enjoyed my time, and 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 it, it was just it. But it was completely different from yeah. what I was experiencing yeah, was, at Warrington. It's, it's more relaxed. I mean, moving from Fev to Castleford is um, besides the copious amounts of flack I received from fans. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a totally different environment. But we had a real good crew there, didn't we? Yeah. And it, and it, I mean, my first session, I remember my first session. You wasn't there because you come a bit later, didn't you? Yeah, I just... It come a bit late. It's gassy, yeah, just yeah. Just like pre-season. Yeah. He, I mean, he's quite punctual, but... Yeah, nah, Visa issues, apparently. Yeah. But they, these guys miss, like, the, the January... Um, you know, winter's days in yeah. Featherstone. And I, I remember my first session, it was a nighttime session, never trained at night for like 16 years, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was all new to me and I turned up in the gym and no eating in the gym. I didn't have no skins on, I just had a t-shirt and shorts on. Have you ever been in Featherstone's gym? Yeah, understand. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 the big no, burn. The big, the big burn. shed. Oh, no. Oh. Right. It, so in the summer, it's red hot. Yeah. In winter, it is... Well, wow. Castles is pretty cool. There's no eating. In, it's, it's when you grab bar and bars after yeah. freezing it, you just go, oh, what? Mate, there was a polar bear in the corner. It had its jacket on. <laughs> it was that cold, you know what I mean? It was freezing. And I, I thought, I've, but I expected to go to Fev, get my training kit, get some skins, you know, like you do yeah, <laughs> at yeah. Warrington. Nothing. Shirt. I ripped <laughs> off a, um, we got these hoodies at uh, Featherstone and I they, they had the, obviously the, the Featherstone crest in the middle. And mine was sort of coming off with the stitching. And I thought, you know, whatever. Ripped it off and there was a Wakey badge underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. There was a Wakefield Trinity badge underneath it from like years ago. And um, so, yeah, sorry, boys. But um, <laughs> now nah, look, that, that tin shed was freezing. My first night there and, and it was, we were training it like on the field at like 6.37. Yep. Like, but I'm talking. And um, anyway, there was a bit of a discrepancy whether we were going to train because it was too cold. And I was like, what do you mean it's too cold? Like, it was freezing, but and like, oh, the pitch freezes. I was like, what do you mean pitch freezes? <laughs> so I've got out there, and honestly, my studs were like clicking and clacking, <laughs> like we were, like I was walking on concrete. You know when metal studs make that, tick, tick, yeah, like a it. horse? I was out there, and it was, mate, it was rock hard. Anyway, they made us train, and <laughs> it was crap. <laughs> so you enjoyed your time at Fev? I did, mate, yeah, I fully yeah, enjoyed I think it. You, you played... 15 games at Fev in, in that year, then obviously mm. retired? Yeah, yeah, I retired. I was going to do one more year. Uh, again, cling, you clinging on. You barely your boots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> clinging on I was, clinging on. and I didn't really have... I, I didn't... Uh, how can I explain? I didn't really, like, know what I wanted to do at this point, so I yeah. thought I'll sign for... I was going to sign for Swinton, but then Paul Rowley asked me to get involved at Lee, and uh, I was doing my master's degree in strength and conditioning. So he said, "Why not come and do the strength and conditioning if you want to retire and you can tie that in with your gym?" Yeah. So I thought that is perfect, perfect scenario. Yeah. yeah. So I went to Lee for three years, and uh, I did the strength and conditioning there. But uh, I just found that it's not for me, life in rugby now. Uh, I love the playing side of it, but just. And even that got too much towards the end. And I, yeah. I, I just don't want to get involved in any capacity in terms of coaching or the yeah. strength and conditioning side. It's just definitely not my not my lifestyle. How I always look at it now is you, you, you go through the, the bulk of your adult life playing rugby and working rugby hours, which is pretty good through a week, but it mm. obviously takes up a lot of most weekends and you can only go on holidays so, so, so many uh, weeks of the year. So I always think when you retire... You kind of want that time back, then weekends mm. back, especially if you've got a family and stuff like that. Well, your family sacrifices yeah. so much. Like, they don't mm. have a life. So I always yeah. think that the, that's probably where you got to then, where you probably want your weekends back. You don't want mm. to be under the pressures of, yeah. of, of of games and the coaching staff. So I'm guessing that's where you probably found yourself. Yeah, that's exactly where it was. I mean, like like Jai just said, the, my family sacrifice, sacrifice a lot. And I, I'm, I was hard work to live with, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I'm, I still am. But when, especially game day and leading up to a game really really hard work and your family suffering like you said just holiday times you can't take weekend breaks away that's what I'm loving about School life holidays. away from it so, yeah you know but no I can if I want a weekend away I can go and yeah. have a weekend away and I, I love that that side of it but um, you must have saved up some cash 
No, no, I haven't actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. every, every retired rugby player asks, nah, nah. <laughs> Except nah. Andy Lynch. He's just bought a £1 million house. No, well, yeah. no, he's moving towards actually. I'm going to see if we can get Lynch on before, yeah, he, before he moves back over there. But mm-hmm. he, he had, uh, when he was at Cass Lynch, he had um, a 470 grand house just built in Kippux. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's just flogged it and he's now moving towards us. He gave it away, yeah. Um, he is sensible though, Lynch. Oh, you're yeah. very sensible. Right, yeah. he, I, he, I must have bought him four rounds one night and dead set, he just looked at me and said, righto, I'm off. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Um, just just one thing that I know I would struggle with and I, I, I'm assuming you would, trying to move into the coaching role because um, you're a pretty decent bloke. Uh, how did, did you find it? Because you, when you be a coach, you have to be a bit of a, you have to be a bit of a dick, mm-hmm. don't you? Well, it's, it's, it's hard decisions isn't it, as a coach. You can't find that common ground anymore. Like you, 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 me and Oggy were talking about it before. There's coaches that are very good, really good technical coaches, and the people person skills aren't, aren't great. And then there's the exact opposite. Mm. You know, it must be really hard to find a common ground with both the players to respect you and mm. then respect you as a person off the field as well. Yeah, that's. I mean. It, I try. I was doing the SNC, so the strength and conditioning. You're a bit more of a player than a coach. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not as. Yeah. A, a, I suppose it's a bit of a different um, thing by doing the SNC. You can be more like a player and still be one of the, part of one of the lads. You yeah. know what I mean, and, and have the banter. But there, there is a time where sometimes the lads will come in the gym and you've got to, you know, put a bit of a rocket up there, so you know, make sure that they're switched on, and then. You sort of like telling your mate, like make it like good friends with Mickey I and I played with him for a long time and sometimes I've said to Mickey, Come on, you know, like you're a senior player, you, you need like just wind your neck and in that, a bit. That'd here. be difficult, wouldn't it? it because is. sometimes you'd have played under Mickey and he'd have been sort of the leader that Yeah. You're sort of the same agents, you know, and probably both leaders at the time, but I'd imagine like with Mickey mm. being a captain and stuff, he's probably the one to say that to you and then it's role reversed and yeah, so you yeah. find yourself in a bit of an awkward situation saying that. Yeah, it can be, yeah. I mean I, I mean, I used to just pull him to the side. It was dead easy with Mickey because I know that he's, um, you know, he prides himself on his... Um, yeah, he seems pretty... He's, he's on switched board. on and he, and, he, and he knows when he's done right from wrong, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and sometimes I'd just pull him to the side and say, I'd never see you do that in a Warrington gym. Do you know what I mean? And I'd say, you would never have done that when I was playing with you. And, he, and he'd look at me and he'd go, yeah. And then I'd see him like mutter under his thing, like yeah. under his breath and, and set to one at lads, you know, a snidey comment like, but it, I, I think I felt like he had a good relationship with all yeah. the lads uh, yeah. there, you know what I mean? I used to try and have the, my thing was always have the banter. So I'd say, oh, we've got this drill again, shit drill, you know, like you do as a player, I've done it yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say, yeah, but this shit drill won, won me three challenge cup medals. You know what I mean? And just, <laughs> just try and get the bit, get get the bit of a banter in there, yeah. but just give myself a bit of a pat on the back. So uh, I do that now. I've retired, and I look back on my career and think, yeah, I just need probably just tell people what I've done a bit more now. Yeah, so. it's always easier. It's always easier to sort of um, listen to a coach that's done it as well. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot different the other way around. Um, so what what do you find yourself doing now? What what takes up the bulk of your time? Yeah, well, like I said, I was at Lee for three years and. I was just really at a crossroads and I thought, you know what, I think it's rugby what's, it's just not my thing anymore, I've, I've done it. And you know what, I think in life, whether you're a joiner, an electrician or you're an accountant, whatever, I think a lot of people would love go through their life and sort of have a complete career change. Yeah. And But we're fortunate enough that we actually have to have a career change, we're forced. Yeah. And um, some people don't like the fact, you know, the thought of, of changing career because it's quite daunting. Yeah. But we're, our hands are forced upon us. Um, so what I did was um, I just, my friend was a stonemason, so I, I set up a small company and uh, I just started subcontracting, fitting kitchen worktops and um, in granite quartz. Uh, another product called Corian. So if anyone's listening, you need new kitchen worktops. Henley oh. Stone in Osset Wakefield. Oh, uh, let's get a little put. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Anyway, cut a long story short. I set up a, a little business, subcontracted for a while for twelve months, and then I got friendly with um, Sean Henley, who's um, from Batley, and he's got a, a couple of companies, and uh, he asked me what I'd like to go and work for him, and it was an opportunity to sort of progress to the next stage and come off the tools and do a bit of sort of management or leadership whatever you want to call it and, and go within a, a company and, and help to run that business so that's what i'm doing now and i love it i love it i'm yeah. the best decision i've ever made like say 
I'm, I'm in, in, I do bits for Rugby AM and I do the corporate side at Warrington yeah. on match days and that's just enough that, rugby. Yeah. I don't want to block it out my life forever because it's yeah. been a big part of my life. But like I said, the coaching and the, the S&C stuff, I just don't have the dedication for it or the passion really. Mm. Well, it's how it runs its course. And like I say, it's been a massive part of your adult life that you you get to, you know, you get to your edge with it. You get to your point of, I feel like when it, when I get to that point, I, <laughs> I don't think I'll end up staying in within rugby league uh, doing stuff like this yeah maybe possible but I wouldn't want to be involved in the coaching side mm. of it I just don't think it like I think I get to my point with it yeah we're listening to a, a podcast of probably going back about 12 months and this was a bit of a realisation because at the time I was still s and and uh, when I was driving to Lee I was listening to Gary Neville on um, uh, what's he called the, the nutty footballer um, Peter Crouch no, no. Um, oh, what's his name? Forget oh, the his name. The one of soccer I am. No, no. The um, oh, for, anyway, we're Gary Neville who was speaking. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his name will come to me in a minute. Um, I, I, I love the guy, but I forgot his name. Uh, anyway, Paul Gary. Le- no, no, not Paul Bogbro. Uh, Paul Gascoigne. <laughs> Paul Gascoigne. No, oh. it wasn't. No, it wasn't Paul. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Gary Neville was basically saying, and this was a, probably a realization for me when he said when he went into coaching you had to have the same level of dedication as you did as a player. Yeah. You had to be obsessed with the sport. Where yeah. When I sort of retired from playing, I thought, oh, let me her down now and I'll just do a bit of rugby on the side, you know, with the S&C or a bit of coaching, whatever it was. And you can't do it. You've got to be full on again. So you're yeah. basically taking it to the same level as you was when a player. And yeah, I just, just ain't got that. Capacity. Not got yeah. that I drive anymore. I'd to want to it. enjoy the game in a different capacity. I just... Mm. Uh, well, this is what I mean. You could sit back now and just completely enjoy rugby without feeling any pressure like, involved in it yeah i've always i've always <clears> seen uh, you know on the tv when it pans across and there's a try and i see cast fans just just with a triple pint yes yeah <laughs> i've always seen that and i think i would love to be able to do that yeah but instead i'm sitting there going i i'm looking at all the discrepancies in the rock and some halfback doing something they shouldn't but, be doing and i'm just like but I'm what i will enjoying say this i'm yeah. critiquing it but what, what i will say though jay is that i i used to do that i used to sometimes as a player i used to f- be envious of people going away on the weekend breaks and the summer holidays and oh he's enjoying a game of rugby and I've got to do all this sacrifice to get on the field but what I would say is one regret that I have is I didn't embrace my rugby career enough I didn't sort of hey can I I, I sort of mourned a lot about what I had to do yeah. you know what I mean but honestly when you when, when it's not there Myself and it, it's hindsight we do it in life throughout uh, whatever we're doing but it what I'd say is, is just you have to embrace that those moments as a player were, yeah, you have to sacrifice a lot, but what a great job we have, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And if and, and and to, you know, if you get to, you know, be playing in Super League and stuff and in front of all those fans and that every week, it's it's a massive buzz and you never get that once you've yeah. left it, it's gone. You can I think never that's get why that a lot of people struggle moving on. Like, I know I was, I was fortunate enough to um, have a have a working life before my rugby career kicked off obviously moving into the under 20s there was a program set up where none of us were on enough money i think my first 20s contract was two and a half grand for the year so you're working gym at 5 30 normal work hours six till three and then field at 5 30 in the afternoon so you're looking at like 15 hour days um so i was sort of conditioned for that working environment but then like players like yourself footy's sort of all you've really been in well, i did it? a years of Apprentice joinery that I'd, yeah, please. I packed in after a year. Could you do another? Do you know ten years of that after? <laughs> well, I stopped doing that because I just thought I don't want to. Be, I say what a bench join. I was doing bench joinery, and obviously it's in a warehouse, and and I just thought, do I really want to be stuck in here for the rest? Mate, good stonemason, so you always get a job with us if you're. No, you're soft, finished, off, you know, I'm soft, soft, mate. Oh, right, yeah. now, now look, um, look yeah. so I, have, I did know a little bit. Speaking about year. um, you know, moving on and earning, earning a living somewhere else, and talking about um, cash. Me Featherston days, I'm still out of pocket um, <laughs> about 150 quid from a, from a vase. Do you, but, want to, um, do you want to shed some light? What do you mean? Well, someone took a vase from my room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, 150 quid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we all, uh, because I, I live in Wigan and I was travelling over to Featherston, so th- this is one thing I really loved about Fev, where it was different to Warrington. At you Warrington, could just rob your teammates. Yeah, you could rob your teammates <laughs> and just get away with well. it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you, you could have gone on holiday that year. <laughs> you, Pontinger have gone. Oh, you want to go fair with what was in that jar, mate? No, 
He wants to go to Bournemouth. It was anything. gold, mate. It was all gold. Uh, but yeah, we we used to finish the game and and like at Warrington, you you couldn't have a beer in the stadium after because you you have to be seen as a professional athlete. You do what you want when you fin- leave it, but not in the stadium. But and, and at Featherstone, we'd all go up and have a beer. And I used to have like two beers, and then I'd have to drive down to M6, uh, down the M62. And uh, one night I said, I'll have a night out with you all one one night. So we went and we went around Wakefield wanted on a Sunday night. I think yeah. it was me, you, a man and his dog out. Pretty grim, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Night. Oh, it was, it, it, was, it was shocking. <laughs> me, Renny Matua, Matty James, Blackie was out, yeah. then Blackmore. There was, there was a good crew. Bussy was out. And um, yeah, we, we, we just, we got absolutely steaming, didn't we, after one at games. But I didn't know where we was. So um, these guys have left me and I've just got a taxi. I don't even know where I got to, to your house. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I rocked up and knocked on the door and they went, ah, he's here, what is here? And they let me in and I was just walked upstairs and I was waiting for to pay the taxi. I had no money on me. So I just give him his vase. <laughs> but it was full of pound coins that he'd been saving up. So this taxi driver took me from Wakefield to, was it Featherstone? Yeah, Featherstone. Wakefield and Nottingley, it's probably 15 quid. And Woody's just giving him 150 quid. <laughs> and he woke up in the morning and went, where's my vase? And I said, I, I think I gave that to the taxi driver last night. I've never lived it down. The bloody, mate, the taxi driver took the vase as well. Well, yeah, he's got to give it back. He's going to hold all them coins in. Oh, mate, put them in the boot. They would have filled the thing. <laughs> oh, right. Speaking of debts, mate, Brad Dwyer's got in touch and said, uh, ask him when you're replacing his wing mirror. Oh, yeah. Another bad story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is it one that can be told yeah yeah it can be told yeah probably <laughs> this is where I, I think like I was probably one of the last generation really to well, basically when I was playing uh, as a young lad I was 17 when I got in Warrington first team and Tawari Nico who's a Castleford legend yeah. he was um, he was in, in the Warrington team one of the senior players about 30 32 at the time and uh, he slapped me he slapped me for being cocky because I was I was a 17 year old kid and I was being and I was a I was cocky I thought I was a bee's knees and I got bigged up a lot in the academy you know what I mean I come in as a first team player as one academy player at year two, two years on to eight players player I, I walked in <laughs> like this you know chest puffed out it was only about 14 stone and uh, but to her and Ico slapped me and said like settle down you know get your head on what you need to do and give me some advice and it's one of the best things whatever happened to me really um, can't do that these days you can't I'd love to no. slap a that's, what, I'm, that's what I mean that, that happened in my day oh, I, that happened me, in, I was cleaning people's boots you wouldn't even talk to a first teamer exactly these, days, these academy fellas are chirping up hey, I'm getting slagged off at training mm. but, no, you can't, I'm going to have to start slapping blokes you can't You can't do it and be up again yeah, no, I mean it's point. great for me to be able to say I'm actually proud that to wear an echo had that you know I'd thought something of me to slap me and like get me in line because he could have yeah. just said that you know yeah, and just, just just leave him and he'll, he'll fall by the wayside but to actually give me a slap and give me advice it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me but going back to Brad Dwyer Brad was a cocky 17 year old <laughs> and I could see a lot of myself in in him but one day I was coming back from injury I'd, uh, this was my last season at Warrington this and I ruptured my bicep uh, I'd had an a knee operation and then the second game back I ruptured my bicep so I'd had another eight, uh, 12 weeks out and we did captain's run and uh, he picked my boots up and he cut my laces in my boots <laughs> and like this is my first game back in 12 weeks so I was Audacity. absolutely fuming so I got his boots and I cut his boots up and uh, he took it a next stage further and got me clothes and he threw them in the shower at Warrington. So I was left with no boots and my clothes were pee wet and I was just stood there in a towel. So I thought, how can I get him back? Well, he just bought a brand new Mercedes <laughs> at the time. So I thought, right, I know where I'll get him and this will teach him and this will probably hopefully teach some of young lads that they need to respect their elders. So I just went outside and just kicked his wing mirror off his car. <laughs> I never, and I walked out in a towel outside. I, I look back now and I think this was this was stupid, really. It was a bit a bit insane. But I just walked out with my towel that round me and just kicked his wing mirror off his, his car. And I thought, you clean know what, off. Brad? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it come clean off, yeah. And uh, but I mean, I get on with Brad, and we have we do have a mutual yeah. respect for each other. He's a great lad, and. Uh, yeah, it was just. Well, like at the say, end of it though, once you kicked it off, was that the end of? Yeah, that was it. That was it then. Yeah, that that was the end of it. Yeah, but again, I, for me, like 
you, you don't do that to, to senior yeah. players. You didn't do it. I wouldn't do it in my day, but I think it's sort of been lost that now. Like you said, the, yeah. the, the, you saw Social of, media and everything's just... It's, you can't get away with it. I mean, it, yeah. it was happening to me a couple of a couple of months ago. They kept hiding my shoes and my clothes and that, and I don't, I didn't know who it was. It, it was none of young lads. It, I, I found out eventually who it was, but I didn't know who it was. So I just moved everybody's stuff in changing rooms. Like, so we split between home and away because obviously cast change rooms that big, and and I just moved everyone's stuff and I chucked Paul McShane's bag on top of toilet like roof in in change rooms, and his phone dropped out and smashed on floor and that. Like he come up to me and went, you owe me a new phone. He was absolutely fuming. I thought, oh. so all I've done is tried to get everybody back. I didn't know who it was and I've smashed somebody's phone. It's all gone pear so you get the roar in stick with so all this stuff. I had to pay for Mac and a new screen on his phone. But it turned out, well, Greg Eden just flying under radar, just quiet. But <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's what happened. Like it would tit for tat. And then as soon as it goes too far, then it stops. Mm. But. I thought it wouldn't young lads, well, young young like but I did, I did let one of young lads tyres down I was, and then that stopped. I was really fortunate really because you think about when I, my first uh, full-time contract at Warrington, I had like Alan Langer in the team, Andrew G, Tawur Inico, uh, like Mark Hilton, Gary Chambers. There was all like, well, obviously Alfie and Gigi come from Australia and there yeah. was like massive names. So you respected them straight away. Tawur Inico was a, you know, a tough, tough guy, big Kiwi who you respected. And then you had like some of the English guys who were just proper rough first men, didn't take any shit. And if you give them any lip, you were getting a backhander. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just how, how it was. It in, in, You know what I mean? So, I would never sit in someone's place in a changing room, yeah. but then, you know, so if someone did it move, to me, I'd think, why, why is this happening? Yeah. So because it, they're too cocky. Kids these days are way too cocky because if you give them a slap back, they'd probably come for you, they'd probably <laughs> swing for you, and then it's going to end up being an incident that's way bigger than what it should have been. Then there's going to be words said with coaches. You might even get oh, like, yeah, brought they, up in front of the board. Mm. But this is just like, back then you slap a young lad, and then they're just okay. I love I love stuff like that. When I was Can't at Lee, it. I always remember Lee Smith sat in uh, Vangy Chase's. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, Lee Smith sat in Vangy Chase's place, and it just absolutely kicked off. And there was a fighting video of him, but like oh, it, that, it happens. But then it, it it sounds daft, but and it is daft, but yeah. and it's ch very childish. But it's forgotten about in like mm. two minutes. You know what yeah. I mean? That stuff just happens. But you, rugby players are not normal. Are they were just no, testosterone blo blokes, and we're very. We're very male dominant, and we wanna. We don't. It's fight or flight. But yeah, nine I'm times fine. out of ten, it's it's very much fight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we walk back down, so because you've um, got your peers all watching, you don't want to look like the guy that yeah. backed down. Yeah, because then everyone just hammers you for that for the next. Six if you're weeks. ever the one to back down, and then that, that everybody just walks all over. It's not just that one person, is exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you can't be seen to be that yeah. way. It's, it happens now, but in mm. less aggressive situations what I, what I learned when I got older is, is I, I just avoided the situations I didn't get myself involved in it because yeah. I was always I could be wound up very very easily Lee Breeze will tell you he's wound me up so many times like <laughs> he, he used to target me Breeze again we're good friends and he, he knew he could get away with it but I used to avoid the situations as I got older just not get myself involved so I didn't have to make that decision do I run or do I fight yeah so yeah, I find myself sitting on fence a little bit now because because it gets annoying. I were walking into changing rooms that often, and some were missing. I'm just like, I'm sick because I'm crap. I'm I, I'm the most impatient person looking for something that's gone missing. I'll, <laughs> I'll walk into one room, I have a scan about, and I'm like, that's it, head's gone. Can't find it, head's gone. Where is it? I'll just sit there with face on. But you just end up going back through it all again. So I try and. Like you said there, you try and just keep away from it all now and just let everybody else get involved. But but then I do get bored and then instigate stuff sometimes. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, probably the first case of that this type of stuff happening was Ben Harrison when he came to Warrington, a young Cumbrian lad. He couldn't Warrington and he just loved playing practical jokes and he'd like cling film your car, wrap, wrap your <laughs> car with cling film. And then he, I got a sponsored car once off Vauxhall and uh, they put this uh, Vauxhall sponsors, Paul Ward, Warrington Moors and... He, he changed all the letters and he changed all the letters and it said Paul Wood loves anal <laughs> and I, I was driving home with this on like and not a clue like and then I had to I had to uh, rip all the letters off and go back into Vauxhall and say oh it's going to have to get changed it's all the letters have come off right? so, yeah so I, I've been on the brunt of it no I think everybody has been on the brunt of it at some yeah. point um, right we'll go into predicting this week's features, have you got to jump with that pen, Joe? Makes it um, useful. Go on. He's asleep. Wow. 
What do you want me to do? Catch it off a microphone? Come on, mate, work on your, work on your throwing skills. Anyway, right, so we're going to this week's features. We'll, what we do is we, we, we predict them um, and then add them up at end of year. But we'll let you predict some with us, Woody. So we'll go. Uh, Wigan, London, Jay, who are you going? Uh, I'm going Wigan. Wigan. Wigan at Wigan is always tough. Woody? As you know. I'm going to go Wigan on that one, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Me too. I'm going to go Wigan as well. Next fixture is we. Oh, I won't do the Cass Warrington one because I don't want to get done. Uh, Cass Warrington. It's at Cass. Jack. I'm going to be at the game. Uh, I hope Cass win, but I'm a neutral now. I think Warrington will win, just specifically because your injury toll is massive. It's all right. Don't have to give you the excuses. <laughs> no, no, no. You no. feel like he's. Well, I'm to going to the game. I don't want the fans yeah. to lynch me. Right, would yeah, it? Yeah, I, I think Warrington. Yeah. Because um, Cass is shit. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, be, um, gotta be honest. Huddersfield <laughs> Wakey. Um, uh, this should be a good game. Uh, Cowbell's been getting a bit of stick. Oh, Warrington's having Cowbell. So happy about it. I love Warrington's <laughs> yeah. social media. So Warrington's um, social media is class. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually it's funny. That's how it should it's, be. They should get more involved, yeah. That's what the game's about, though. It's about you know, like that entertaining people. Yeah. 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 You know, you, you, yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, it's a different subject. But no, no, that's fine. Uh, no. Look, I'm going Huddersfield. Um, at the I'm going to go Huddersfield as well. Wakey's injury tolls um, killing him at the minute. I think uh, Woody, are you going Huddersfield or Wakey? Do you know what? I think I'll go Wakey on that. But Huddersfield, even though they got absolutely trenched in that second half uh, by Warrington, they they're a good team. Yeah, they're a good team. They could surprise it's Wakey, but I'll have to say Wakey on that. Um, all FC Catalan, Jay. Just on Wakey, Jacob Miller, 10 weeks. Danny Braff, 10 weeks, is it? Well, he's had a thumb operation. Yeah, oh, massive loss. Um, Hull FC, Catalans. Hull FC. Mm. Sneaking into the third. It's at Hull. I'm going to go Hull as well, would I? Yeah, Hull. Hull, uh. um, <coughs> Salford, Leeds, Jay. I'm going Salford. Sorry, Jonesy. I think I'm going to go Salford. Mm. Uh, I keep backing against them and they keep coming up with the goods. So. Yeah, they're clicking, they're clicking uh, Louis and... Yeah. Rumour, Louis to KR. Oh, yeah. That rumour was swirling... Um, About four years. It's been swirling every year. Yeah, I've heard that Josh Drinkwater to Leeds as well. Have you? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I wish... Yeah. So maybe Louis is going to Hull KR and Drinkwater yeah, to drink Leeds. Water, out, yeah, Possible. Uh, what are you going, Salford Leeds? Uh, I'll go for Leeds. Why my mate Brad Dwyer is playing for him. He's killing it at the minute. Yeah, he is he's killing it. Well. Yeah, yeah, he's playing really well. He's yeah. ripped him to shreds on the weekend. Last fixture, Hull KR, Saints over at Hull KR. Uh, Saints Sorry. to Sorry. absolutely wipe I'm going Saints the floor well. with them. Yeah, you've got to go Saints, haven't you? They're all Saints. fresh. Uh, I mean, that's going to be... That's going to be an old-fashioned flogging from right down a farmer's market. <laughs> uh, right, anyway, that's, um, that's all I've got time for tonight, folks. So, uh, big thanks to Woody for, for joining us tonight. It's been class. And uh, just one more time, we're sponsored by DMP Fabricators and Solo Sheeting. Uh, that email is info at dpfabrications.com. And uh, thank you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.